Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that lets you on the inside of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Young and Evan O'Kelly. Welcome to GNAC Insider. We're happy to have you with us as we talk tonight about spring sports, as we always do in the spring, but we're also going to talk fall sports. We're going to get a little football conversation going, and if you're a football fan, this is the time of year where you start looking ahead to the fall, and we're going to be doing that with a couple of new coaches to the GNAC. But before we go any further, let me welcome Evan O'Kelly to the program. Evan, thanks so much for being with us again tonight and all the work you do behind the scenes. Kevin, always a pleasure to be here with you. Hey, it's a great week. Uh, I'm really excited about how well the GNAC performed at Cal State Stanislaus in that Tournament of Champions we talked about last week. A good week for the conference. Yeah, you know, we had all seven softball teams down there. They actually um, came away with an overall winning record, um, so that was pretty exciting to see, and we had a couple teams do really well. Yeah, I noticed Western Washington, St. Martin's, and Central Washington all did real well. Yeah, you know, some teams got off to a really hot start, and Western Washington won their first five games. So um, really more than anything, I think it's a really good opportunity for our teams to get some really good in-region competition down there, see a lot of the California schools, and get kind of a taste of what a potential regional matchup might look like. And right now we go right back into conference play, but one of our guests is going to be somebody who performed very well in that tournament, Megan Carrillo. Yeah, that's right. You know, she's the... um, was recently named the Red Lion Player of the Week in softball. She's a second-leading batter right now in, in the GNAC, a senior who's been in this conference. It's her fourth year, so she's a seasoned veteran, and uh, we're excited to talk to her here tonight. I'm looking forward to it, and I look forward to catching up with you uh, toward the end of the show, Evan. Thank you so much. Let me tell our listeners who else we're going to have on as guests tonight. Jacques Chapdelaine is the new head football coach at Simon Fraser University. And it just so happens that today is a day that Simon Fraser announced the the addition of 11 players coming in as new recruits. So we'll be uh, hearing about them here in just a few minutes. Also, another uh, first-year GNAC football coach from Central Washington, Ian Shoemaker, is going to join us and talk about the Wildcat football program. So we've got a lot of great football to talk in the spring, and we're going to bring you up to date on other things going on in spring sports. But first, let me welcome Jacques Chapdelaine, hired as head football coach at Simon Fraser on February 4th, served as offensive coordinator in the CFL for the BC Lions from 2008 to 2013. Chapdelaine played professionally in the CFL for seven years as a slot back and played for Simon Fraser in the 80s. Coach, thanks so much for being with us tonight. Kevin, how are you? Great to be with you. I'm I'm great. I'll tell you, I'm I'm excited to see the uh, the recruits you're bringing in. You guys announced eleven recruits today. Tell us about what you think about that group. Well, to be honest with you, Kevin, I'm going into the, the job as late as um, uh, I came in. I I really didn't 
uh, expect too much of our ability to be able to get some of the top guys. And in the end of the at the end of the day, I feel pretty good about the, the guys that we brought in. You know, I I think that as a goal, uh, we had set out to to uh, be able to secure maybe 10 to 15 uh, new student athletes into our program. And uh, you know, after all is said and done, and we're still in the process of securing some more people. Uh, but after all said and done, we feel very good about those 11 young men. And we had some needs that we wanted to uh, to basically answer to, and I think we've done uh, a, a decent job with respect to that. I mean, our team last year uh, demonstrated that uh, had the skill in some of the positions to, uh, to compete at a high level with the other GNAC members. Uh, and we felt good about some of the skill elements that we had. We just wanted to make sure also that we brought in uh, some people on the line of scrimmage to help us out, both at the uh, offensive lineman and defensive lineman position. It looks like you really got some size on your offensive line. Well, we're able to uh, to uh, sign a, a young man from, from Ottawa, which is our nation's capital, and he was uh, he's uh, listed at uh, 6'6", 325 He's an 18-year-old young man who is uh, mostly homeschooled uh, throughout his uh, his high school years and basically did not play high school football. He played in Canada, the uh, community football, essentially. Uh, and despite not being in the, in the high school system, he found himself uh, ranked number two in, uh, in our uh, scouting process here in Canada. So, you know, felt very good about that. We got some other, a couple of other young men also from uh, the province of BC have done really well in the past uh, representing the province uh, on provincial teams. And we're very excited also to have those guys. How about the defensive line? Yeah, there's a, a young man by the name of Cole White that uh, also was part of uh, the provincial team. and. And Cole is, uh, I believe, around 6'3", about 280 pounds. And he's, uh, you know, what's exciting about him is, is we, we thought his ability of getting up feel and, and uh, his, his motor, his energy level was, was very good. So we were very excited to be able to, to uh, secure him. And this is where, you know, the entire combination of uh, academics and athletics really paid off for us. So the young man wants to study in physics. He's an excellent student and uh, – we're able to provide a program that really interested him. And, you know, uh, we're also obviously very happy to see him uh, secured on the defensive line. Nice to represent a great school and have the academic side working on your behalf. Well, you know, Kevin, I mean, at times, uh, as most coaches will know, you got strict admission standards that can play a little bit uh, as a challenging uh, option for you as a challenging parameter in bringing some some of the, the young people that you'd like to bring in. But on the other hand, uh, it can also play as a draw, a positive draw in, in, um, in with respect to kids who, uh, who want to put a little bit more emphasis in that part of things. So, you know, we recognize the fact that Simon Fraser University is has uh, uh, high admission standards and uh, – you know, it, it's going to force us to recruit maybe in, in a different way than we've done in the past if we want to obtain the, the high retention rate that uh, we would like to get and, and the great GPA representation. But at, uh, 
at the same time, I think that certainly the uh, the academic profile and reputation of our school is is also an important part of our recruiting parameters. I'll bet it is. So tell our listeners about your personal background. You've played and coached in the CFL. Yeah, in uh, in 2000, I'm sorry, in uh, in 1983, coming out of Simon Fraser, I was the first-round draft pick for the BC Lions in the CFL. And that led to uh, a somewhat uh, unremarkable seven-year career in the <laughs> CFL for me. Um, but I had a great time. You know, the, the CFL is a great league. We've had, uh, we've had some members, actually, of the GNAC recently that I've had a pleasure to coach. Mike Riley uh, played at Central Washington uh, and Adam Bigfield as well. Um, there's some other people from the GNAC that are playing for different teams as well in CFL. So, you know, it, there's great representation in our league from the GNAC, and uh, it, the, the CFL is a great league. We, I mean, Mike Riley had an opportunity to uh, to show his wares in the NFL, and when things didn't quite go the way he wanted, uh, certainly he was able to uh, to establish himself in the CFL. Um, after my, my career in the CFL, I was able to get into some coaching, coach at the college level. found myself uh, at a place called Laval University. It's, uh, it's in the city of Quebec City in, in Canada. And in the third year of the program, uh, I took over the program, and in the fifth year of it, we won a national title up here in wow. Canada. So the Laval program has been uh, almost a perennial uh, national champion uh, since then, it's got uh, it's 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 been very very successful and probably represents one of the main uh, models for success in terms of uh, our colleagues in Canada, which is called the CIS. Um, I was able to also after that get into uh, the CFL, as you said, and started off with Calgary, uh, where players such as Doug Flutie have played in the past and uh, moved on from Calgary to the BC Lions, um, and uh, just uh, recently uh, joined Simon Fraser, where I'm excited to be back at. I mean, this is where it kind of all started for me as a player, as a young 18-year-old that flew in from uh, sight unseen from uh, Sherbrooke, Quebec, and uh, just fell in love with the place and uh, fell in love with a girl also and married her and became my wife, so. A lot of good things happened to me at Thomas Fraser University. I'm just glad to be back. That's very exciting. So now you look forward to this new team and a conference that I'm sure you have some familiarity with. What are your perceptions about the GNAC in football? Yeah, you know, before taking a job and in the process of preparing for the interview process, um, I was able to look at all the games that Thomas Fraser played against the the GNAC members last year. So I, I, I got a little bit of a, a window without getting into great depth and studying the opponents and so on. And so on. But definitely, the, you know, the football level is, is, is very good in this conference, and I think that uh, there's, uh, there's some tremendous competition. I mean, what's, what struck me is that in as much as, for instance, Simon Fraser finished a little bit, I think we were 3-7 and seven last year, uh, there was an opportunity in the parity of the conference for anybody to win at any point in time. So, and that's, you know, that's that's great for our conference. That's great for the student-athletes competing in our conference. Uh, it's an exciting brand of football. 
and everybody gets a chance also to be seen by the folks at the next level if they want to do that. So um, that all of those parameters put together made it a very, very interesting proposition when the opportunity came up. Let me have you describe to our listeners some of the players that you're excited about that you'll be bringing uh, back to the program in the fall, uh, the retaining players from, from uh, this year's team. Well, you know, the, the GNAC uh, newcomer of the year is Chris Tolbert. He's, uh, he's uh, our tailback, and he's done a, a great job. We're really, uh, you know, having a chance to work with him in spring ball. I really like the diversity of the young man. Not only is he an excellent runner, but um, he was able to demonstrate that he can be an ever-down back for, for us as well. Uh, we've got some very good receivers, like I said, at the skill position. Um, looking at uh, Lamar Durant. And looking at Bobby Pock, the show has been uh, basically either uh, All-Americans or uh, All-Stars, essentially, in the, in the conference. So the guys that have done a, a really nice job, uh, Ryan Stanford was a starting quarterback uh, for Simon Fraser last year and continued to do well in spring camp. Defensively, you know, there's folks like Christian uh, Lawrence, who's a defensive lineman, and has an ability to basically create a lot of havoc up front. And uh, we've got Matt Martin Duckhorn on the edge that comes off. And, again, a kid with a great motor. Chandler Gaten from Seattle um, as a safety has done a great, great job in spring camp. I really look forward to seeing him again uh, for us next year. Uh, you know, he was certainly one of the young men that caught my attention when I looked at him on tape. So, you know, overall, uh, and I'm probably forgetting to name some of the uh, sure. very, very worthy young fellows here, but overall, like I said, our, our group is, um, is very good and uh, skill-wise. And uh, spring ball was certainly very good for us. You know, the, the competition level was good. The intensity was good. But for, for us, the process was more uh, about learning and just uh, uh, digesting the new schemes that we're bringing in, the new systems that we brought in. And, and um, I thought it was a very, very good spring ball uh, opportunity. I'm sure folks in Burnaby are very excited about the fall coming up in, in football with a familiar face. Coach, thank you so much for being with us tonight. We greatly appreciate it. Kevin, I really appreciate the time tonight. Thanks again. Thank you so much. Jacques Chapdelaine, the new head football coach with the Clan at Simon Fraser, and he brings a lot of experience and a lot of enthusiasm, and I have a feeling he's got, uh, like he said, some new schemes that he's bringing in, uh, so it'll be a different look, I'll bet, for Simon Fraser football come fall. Let's take a look now and see what's happening around the GNAC. In Ellensburg, the Central Washington baseball team was named GNAC Team of the Week after winning three out of four games against first-place Western Oregon in conference action last week. In Bellingham, the Western Washington softball team is celebrating a successful showing at the Cal State Stanislaus Tournament of Champions after winning five of its six games. Western Washington field athlete Bethany Drake was named USTFCCCA National Athlete of the Week after logging the fourth best javelin throw in NCAA Division II history at 169 feet 6 inches. And all of the Red Lion Players of the Week for the period ending April 7th can be found at GNACSports.com. Look at you now. You're well on your way at the University of Alaska Fairbanks. 
You chose a hands-on learning experience surrounded by people who push you to your potential. You chose to work in the field, out in the elements, and share your own story at the end of the day. You chose to live life instead of reading about it. You chose UAF because it's more than an education. It's a path to the top. Begin your ascent. The University of Alaska Fairbanks. Naturally inspiring. Get the degree you need for the life you want at Central Washington University. Small classes and nationally recognized faculty passionate about teaching give students a chance to do what they're learning. Central's approach takes students beyond the limits of textbooks in the classroom. Visit CWU in sunny Central Washington and online at CWU.edu. Learn. Do. Live. At Central Washington University. On GMAC Insider tonight, we're doing something a little bit different. We're talking about football. We're talking sort of out-of-season sports because two of the football coaches, the new football coaches in the conference, have been kind enough to join us. And now we're going to visit the new head football coach with the Wildcats of Central Washington. Ian Shoemaker, hired as head coach at CWU on January 2nd, spent six seasons at NCAA Division II St. Cloud State as the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach graduated from Grinnell College, where he played football ball, and Central Washington, by the way, finished tied for second place in the 2013 GNAC football standings. Coach, thank you so much for being our guest tonight. We're very happy to have you on the show. Kevin, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate being here. So, welcome to the conference. Uh, we just had a visit with Simon Fraser's brand-new head football coach, uh, Jacques Chapdelaine, and, and he talked about the parity in the conference. I'm sure you're well aware of that. Uh, no question. Uh, like I said, watching uh, a lot of films since I've been here, uh, evaluating our team and evaluating some of the uh, schemes and players in the conference, I would uh, I would uh, second that motion for sure. It's kind of exciting, isn't it, to be in a conference where every single week, I mean, I'm sure you have some, some feeling uh, certain weeks that you're the underdog or you're the favored team, but anything can happen. No question. I, I think that's the, the great thing about uh, football in general is that, uh, you know, every every weekend is a, is a different weekend. It's a different game plan. It's a different opponent. Uh, different schematics that you're dealing with, and uh, I think that's exciting. And uh, one of the things that keeps me going in this profession is just that opportunity to prepare every week for uh, kind of a new challenge. So you come from another Division two school, St. Cloud State, where you were the offensive coordinator for six seasons. Tell me about your idea, your style of football offensively. Well, offensively, over the last uh, six years at St. Cloud, we've been a, uh, a no-huddle uh, operation, uh, you know, moving pretty quick at times and, uh, and doing a lot of different things, probably personnel-wise and formation-wise, and, uh, you know, spreading the ball around to, to a lot of different people and getting a lot of people's uh, opportunities and one-on-one opportunities in space. Uh, you know, again, trying to have as balanced of an attack as possible where, you know, we're, we're making the defensive coordinator and the defensive players on the other side to, you know, prepare for run or pass in as many situations as we can, uh, you know, trying to end up 50-50 run-pass calls at the end of the season if uh, if all things work out well. When I hear you describe that, of course, being a Northwesterner, I kind of think about the University of Oregon football program. Would you say there are some similarities there? Oh, I definitely think that uh, you would find some similarities at times. We're probably not quite at their pace all the time. Uh, you know, I think we can play as fast as uh, Oregon does at times, but, uh, you know, I think the the thing with us is we're probably a little bit more pass, uh, a little bit more drop back, uh, a little bit more, 
you know, pass emphasis. I think over the years, Oregon's been, uh, you know, kind of no huddle and fast to, to run and uh, right. done a great job with it. Obviously, had a lot of success with it. Uh, we're probably maybe a little bit more of a, of a balanced look in that, but the uh, same idea, uh, trying to spread teams out, uh, trying to limit their looks and limit their defensive calls uh, by, uh, you know, keeping the tempo uh, up and, and, and moving it around a little bit. I would guess, hearing your description, that athleticism plays a big part. Speed, do you have a pretty quick speed? And am I right? Is that an important characteristic? No question. I think, uh, like I said, a lot of the things that we're doing is looking up to, you know, to build matchups. We're trying to build one-on-one matchups in space uh, with the individuals and, and try to provide our best players, uh, you know, that space to, to win a one-on-one matchup. And, uh, you know, that, that comes back to the tailback in a one-on-one matchup or a receiver or a tight end, whatever that may be. Uh, even a quarterback. Uh, I was very fortunate to coach a, a great quarterback at St. Cloud. And, uh, you know, again, he would have opportunities in the run game as well to uh, exploit one-on-one matchups. And uh, that's what we're looking at, to trying to bring to the table here at the Central Washington. So tell me about players you'll be bringing back uh, this fall. Let's start with the offense. Well, offensively, obviously, uh, the big name that everybody probably knows in the GNAC is Jordan Todd. He uh, was, a, was a young running back for us last year, but had a big year. Uh, got a lot of carries, got a lot of opportunities, and we're excited to have him back. Uh, he's a hell of a player, and uh, he's doing a great job right now, uh, you know, in the track season as well, running, uh, running track as well this spring. So we're excited to get uh, Jordan back going. And then, uh, obviously, at the quarterback spot, we return a uh, redshirt freshman starter in, uh, in Jake Nelson. So, again, that's a uh, you know, a, a good opportunity to get us, uh, you know, moving forward at the at the back end. You know, what I mean, between the tailback and the quarterback, uh, sure. you know, getting ourselves, uh, you know, going that way. So, uh, you know, what, uh, what we got to do is uh, look and see kind of what we have, uh, you know, available at receiver, tight end, and then, uh, like I said, uh, replace some some great players in the offensive line as well. Okay. How about defense? Defensively, I think if you look at our, our defensive backfield, it would be uh, you know, one of our biggest strengths. We bring back both Isaiah Davis and uh, Cedric Chaney, our two starting corners from last year. Both are uh, tremendous players. Uh, they, they were exposed last year to a ton of man coverage and uh, you know, held up very well to that uh, throughout the season. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see those guys move around uh, you know, in uh, the spring workouts and things that we're doing right now. It's, it's exciting to see those guys. And then also returning a, 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 you know, a starting inside backer in J.B. Torsey, uh, who was a starter for us last year and uh, is looking to be a, you know, a huge contributor as a senior coming up. And you just added to your staff about a month ago with a new defensive coordinator. Am I right? Yes, uh, we were able to add uh, Payam Sadat, uh, the, uh, the defensive coordinator from, uh, from West Point, from Army. Uh, he was there for five years uh, as a defensive coordinator. And then uh, prior to that, he was five years at uh, uh, Cal Poly. So, uh, you know, to have a guy with uh, that type of resume that, to come back and, uh, and want to work with us here at uh, Central is a, was a huge advantage for us. I guess you can recruit not just players but coaches as well. That sounds like a pretty good, a pretty good uh, coach to bring on. Yeah, no, I was very fortunate to, to have uh, got a chance to uh, coach with Payam in the past, and uh, you know we've uh, developed a relationship over time and uh, trust each other, and uh, hope that uh, that uh, continues on with uh, with this position, and uh, we can have a you know a longstanding uh, you know relationship here. Hey, I wanted to give you a chance to acknowledge a guy who stepped in sort of at the last minute last year as interim head coach. John Pika did a great job, and I know he's staying with you on this staff, but he really plugged an important role for your club, did he not? There's no question about it. Like I said, when we looked at the, uh, you know, the opportunity to come here and take this position, 
you know, one of the guys I wanted to make sure I talked to was uh, Coach Beacon because obviously he's uh, got a longstanding relationship with alumni, uh, the recruiting base here, the coaches in the state, all those things. And I want to talk to him and kind of just see what his stance was going to be on a new head coach coming in and, and what his role would be and things like that. And, uh, you know, I've been uh, nothing but pleased with uh, with his effort. Uh, he's, I've been named him our, uh, you know, assistant head coach, and uh, he will be staying on with us and uh, looking forward to him uh, you know, continuing to, uh, you know, be a big part of uh, Central Washington football. So what are some objectives that you have? You're, you're bringing in a new offense, probably a new defense as well, it sounds like, with a new defensive coordinator. Sounds like a lot of work ahead between now and uh, September. There's no question about it. Uh, we're, we're in the office grinding away, and, you know, as much as we can. We had, we had a great uh, turnaround with our recruiting class. Uh, I got hired and uh, was here for a short month, and, uh, you know, we, we were able to sign 25 kids. We had uh, wow. a couple of walk-ons to that group as well, and, and we were able to kind of hammer that out and, and get that done before signing day. And since signing day, it's been a lot about, the you know, operation here in-house, uh, how to go to study table, how to go to lifting, how to build a, you know, build a program and leadership development and character development that we're that we're working on here, and, uh, you know, that's been a big piece of what we're doing, and, and now it's going to be leading into a spring ball, you know, uh, getting our getting our feet wet uh, with these new systems, uh, getting an idea of, you know, what our kids are, are like running these uh, new ideas and new concepts, and, uh, you know, we're excited to kind of see what these guys look like out on the field uh, coming up on the 21st. The 21st of this month? Yes, sir. Okay, I'm sure folks in Ellensburg are excited about that. Tell me about uh, that recruiting class. Well, I think if you, uh, you look at uh, what we were able to do this year, it's, it's pretty exciting. We, we put together 25, uh, you know, quality student athletes, you know, without, you know, pulling out any individual guy. And, you know, some of the stats that we looked at, uh, you know, the class was a three-point GPA uh, as a whole, uh, averaged over a three-point GPA as a whole. Uh, we had three uh, student body presidents in that class wow. as well. We also had the, uh, you know, the, the guy, Drew Wallen, um, you know, from Auburn Riverside, the defensive back was named the Scholar Athlete of the Year in the state of Washington. That's the you know football foundation's uh, award for the highest academic football player in the state. Uh, so you know, real proud about uh, you know the character, leadership, you know, academic ability of, of some of the guys in this class. And uh, you know, it was a real push. Uh, you know, 24 of the 25 guys we signed are from the state of Washington and our high school kids. You know, looking at that. You know, five-year plan, you know, these guys coming in and, and, and investing and being here for, for a long period of time and really, you know, building a program with, uh, you know, these kids in the state of Washington where we have a, a great advantage. I love hearing a coach who knows a lot about football talk about academics with his, with his students. It's, it speaks well to you and the program at Central. Coach, thanks so much for being with us tonight. Hey, thank you very much, Kevin. I appreciate it. And uh, go Wildcats. Very good. We'll talk to you in the fall, I'm sure. Okay, very good. Hey, we're going to go back to spring sports. What do you know? All the football talk. I get excited. That's one of the things I love about this show is we get to talk about all the different sports. And coming up, we're going to talk a little bit softball with the Red Lion Athlete of the Week and uh, the Player of the Week, anyway. And we're going to be doing that in just a second. But right now, let's see what's happening this week in the GMAC. In baseball, conference action continues as first place Western Oregon is on the road against Montana State Billings. And Central Washington and Northwest Nazarene square off in Nampa this weekend. In softball, all seven GNAC teams are set for conference action this weekend, with games beginning Wednesday and running through Sunday moving into the final month of the season. In track and field, 
GNAC teams will compete at five different locations this weekend, with four teams participating in the Spokane Community College War 7 dual meet. And follow GNAC Sports on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date on all of the latest news, standings, scores, highlights, and more from around the conference. GNACsports.com is your 24-7 resource for all the latest on the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Schedules, results, standings, highlights, statistics, and profiles for all 10 GNAC members. Plus, catch live event coverage on GNAC TV. GNAC Insider will be right back. Why choose Western Washington University? Complete your education in one of Outside Magazine's dream towns. Immerse yourself in Western's 160 academic programs. Ranked by U.S. News & World Report as the number one public master's granting university in the Pacific Northwest. Western Washington University. Active minds. Changing lives. We're going to talk softball with a member of Western Washington's softball team here as we welcome Megan Carrillo to the show. Recently named Red Lion Player of the Week helped Western Washington to that 5-1 and one, uh, tournament a record that Evan and I talked about at the beginning of the show tonight at the Tournament of, Tournament of Champions at Cal State Stanislaus. Megan has the second highest batting average in the conference this season, hitting four thirty-eight. has struck out just once in more than 80 plate appearances. Western Washington is currently in third place in the GNAC standings with a 9-5 and five record in conference play. And Western Washington plays its next six games at home with two against Western Oregon, Coming up this weekend, Megan, a senior outfielder. Megan, thank you very much for taking the time to visit with us tonight. Hi, thanks for having me. So congratulations on earning Red Lion Player of the Week honors. Thank you. Thank you very much. That must have been an exciting tournament. Tell us, our, our listeners who maybe haven't had a chance to, to hear much about the tournament in Stanislaus, sounds like very tough competition, and uh, Western Washington performed very well. Yeah, we did really well. This is a big tournament for us, um, just kind of making a statement in the whole West region. So it was really big for us to <clears throat> do so well, and I think we're in a pretty good spot right now. So, You know, you, you look at the California schools, and you look forward, as you mentioned, to a regional playoff. The California schools, I would guess, you know, just get a chance to play so much outdoors. And when you can go down there and play as successfully as you did, that's got to do a lot for your team's confidence. It, it totally does. Yeah, I'm I'm from California, and so I know what it's like there. So it's just we're super pumped to be out there in the sun and getting our games in. So it was really good. Tell me about some of the players who have been playing well for your squad uh, offensively this season. Let's talk about the, the batting order first. Oh, man, everyone, 1 to 20 is doing great, honestly. Like, our team average is insane this year. It's like, what, I don't know what we're sitting at, probably like 350, somewhere around wow. there. That's wow. really good. Um, I don't know. Everyone's doing great. Haley Baker having a great year. Um, she's doing amazing. Um, Alexi Levine, obviously, she's doing awesome. Um, Kaylee Keating, Jordan Wally, uh, Lauren Bennett off the bench. Everyone's just doing amazing. I 
I can go on and on. <laughs> That's great. No, I appreciate that. You know, it's funny, Megan, when I when I heard that you had struck out only once in 20 in 80, 80 plate appearances, I kind of thought, well, that could be somebody who's who's a leadoff hitter or maybe batting second, you know, which you <laughs> often think about. But you're hitting down in the lineup and still have such great contact. That that's that's a that's a very nice combination. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I don't know. I've kind of always just been a contact hitter. I'm I'm not one to hit for power, so to speak. Um, kind of just put the ball in play and you know hope something good happens of it. So yeah. You like to hit to all fields? Oh yeah, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Very good. It's pretty tough to defend a, a hitter like that. It seems to me. Yeah. So what about your your squad's uh, pitching staff? Oh yeah, we're they're great. Um Jenna DeRozier, she's having a great year, you know, um she's our senior um pitcher and she's just doing great. She's lights out. And then we have uh, a couple young girls, they're they're doing awesome. Uh Shayna Adelstein doing great and Aspen Eisen. They're both really clutch for us this year. Both freshmen doing really well. So now you get back to conference play following the tournament. I'm sure it's not going to be hard to, to focus on conference play because you've got a tough one coming in uh, right ahead in Western Oregon. That'll be a tough one on Friday, a doubleheader. Yeah, um, we're really excited to play them. Uh, we're, we were pretty bummed it got rained out, and so we're just really looking forward to taking them on because, you know, they're, they're sitting in one right now. So those are really big games for us, and I think we're all really excited. You know, a team can look at this situation, I guess, two ways, maybe a little bit uh, daunting facing such a tough squad or as an opportunity. And it sounds like your team's looking looking at this as an opportunity. Yeah, definitely. We're we're ready. <laughs> what do you think what do you think is going to be key to success against Western Oregon? Um, I think just trying to focus on the same things we've been doing, you know, um you know, our situational hitting, be, you know, being productive um, at the plate and just, you know, have our pitchers keep doing what they're doing, keep the ball down, throw strikes, and defense is there to back them up. So, yeah. It should be a very exciting uh, final three weeks of the season. It looks like very tough competition. Yeah, yeah. It should be exciting. <laughs> We're looking forward to it. Well, Megan, thank you so much for being with us, and congratulations once again on being named Red Lion Player of the Week. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you coming on. Megan Carrillo of Western Washington's softball team, uh, hitting four thirty-eight, uh, and an outstanding right fielder, as I understand it as well. Let me welcome Evan O'Kelly back to the show. Evan, uh, just love uh, you know talking both football and baseball in the same show. You know, I love mixing in uh, golf and track and field. It's, it's one of the things I like about the show is that we can talk about so many different things. Yeah, so much going on with the spring sports, but then we got those those uh, newcomers over uh, on the football side, and really that's that's kind of sneaking up on us. You know, they, both of them just got done with their spring ball, and yeah, before we know it, it's already going to be uh, back to football in the fall. Absolutely, and uh, we look forward to that. Hey, I wanted to also acknowledge something I'm sure you're well aware of. Western Washington field athlete Bethany Drake uh, had a terrific uh, event, fourth best javelin throw in NCAA Division II history, 169 feet 6 inches. Yeah, she was the uh, Red Lion 
field athlete of the week um, that we we picked, and then we found out yesterday that she actually received that uh, award from the U.S. Uh, track and field cross country coaches, um, the national award. So that was a pretty cool thing to see. Um, you know, like you said, the fourth uh, best throw in Division Two history. I mean, that's a pretty special feat. It was a genetic record as well. I know that. So that was a uh, pretty cool and a great job by Bethany. I'll tell you, that's the thing about the track and field. You get out there and you never know. I mean, any time you attend a track and field event, something like that could happen. I'm sure she was very pumped. Must have had some extra adrenaline, I guess, uh, going that day. Evan, hey, thanks so much. Appreciate everything you've done. Look forward to, uh, to next week's show. Yeah, we'll talk to you next Tuesday, Kevin. Okay, thanks so much. And thank you. You can always listen Tuesday nights live at 7 p.m., at blogtalkradio.com slash Insider, And then you can always listen by podcast as the show's available, whether you do it by iTunes or at the GNAC website at GNACsports.com. However you listen, we're glad you do. And we hope you join us next week on GNAC Insider. Thank you for joining us on GNAC Insider, the weekly update on the student-athletes, coaches, and events of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Catch us live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific at blogtalkradio.com slash Insider, or listen at your convenience throughout the week at GNACsports.com or subscribe to the podcast over iTunes. GNAC Insider is a production of Soundbrook, creating revenue streams with digital audio. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.